0: This is an ode to Napa cabbage. Of
1: all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle.
0: This is Podco Media Networks.
1: On episode 118 of Confessions of a Marketer, we're conversion fanatics. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Justin Christensen, who heads up Conversion Fanatics, is in to talk about conversion optimization. We will get to that in a moment. Soon, we'll have Rob Patterson of AWeber in to talk about the state of email marketing. Nathan Hirsch will share some wisdom on finding the right freelancers. Philip Stutz will discuss the politics of marketing. And we'll have the former SVP of Overstock.com, Jeff Atkinson, who's now founder and CEO of Huckaby, on to talk about SEO. Also planning episodes with Jeff Hahn, principal of Apron, an agency focused on marketing and PR in the food business, and Mel Edwards, the global CEO of Wonderman Thompson. Lots more in store, of course. I'm busily planning the calendar of guests for the next several months, almost reaching into April. I think 2020 will be a banner year, so stay tuned. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. All right, on to Justin Christensen. Justin is co-founder and president at Conversion Fanatics, which is billed as a customer-centric conversion rate optimization agency. That's a mouthful, but what it really means is that they help companies improve conversions. I wanted to have Justin in to get to the bottom of conversion optimization. In this first part of our chat, we hear his background, how he came to co-found Conversion Fanatics, some of the secrets to conversions, and how marketers can optimize user experience and conversion rates at the same time. Let's get to it. Justin, great to have you here on Confessions of a Marketer.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: I'm really looking forward to this discussion about conversion and all the things around it. So before we get into that, can you give me your background and how you ended up founding Conversion Fanatics?
0: Yeah, well, I started in the direct response kind of digital marketing world way back in like 2002, somewhere in there, and kind of moved up the ranks through affiliate marketing Did a bunch of other things and ended up being business partners on a company in the info publishing space. We grew that company to just shy of about $10 in revenue. And I sold it back to my business partners back in 2009. And because of some of the information that I had published on split testing and implementation and all of those things, people asked me what I was going to do next. So I started a small consultancy, just me and a designer, essentially. And then partnered up with a longtime friend of mine who was doing something similar, but he had a small team built out, had some processes in place. And that's kind of what Conversion Fanatics became after we originally thought about teaching it and nobody wanted to learn it. They just wanted (laughs) us to do it for them. And now here we are, you know, five and a half plus years later and, you know, 20 employees and a couple hundred companies helped and just moving and shaking and doing what we do best. So you found
1: that teaching someone to fish didn't work, huh?
0: No, in this case, it didn't. Everybody was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I know I need to do it, but that sounds hard. Can you just do it for me? <laughs> yeah, just um, do it for me. That's great. So that's where we are. And now we've worked with some amazing brands and, you know, all the way up into Fortune 500 companies and it's it's been fun.
1: That's great. So what are the secrets to conversion? You don't have to tell me everything, but <laughs> what are the basic secrets that that you teach your clients. Well,
0: the first secret is actually work to improve your results constantly and not just hack at it. And I know we're in a world right now of a lot of growth hacking and right. you know stealing other people's ideas and whatever you want to call that, you know, we'll say borrowing other people's, yeah. you know, processes and stuff, but really what it comes down to is better connecting and identifying with the needs likes, dislikes of your audience and how they interact with your brand. And you can do that a number of different ways, but the most effective way that we find is just leverage your data, both qualitative and quantitatively, and then test to prove or disprove if you're right or not with your ideas. And that's really what it comes down to. It's not like one weird trick or one weird hack. If you want long-term sustainable growth, the biggest companies we work with, they're the most patient, they're the most diligent and thought out than some of these you know, smaller companies that are just trying to climb their way up the ranks. They're very impatient and they're just randomly throwing stuff up and they're not learning and evolving and changing and adapting with the market and their traffic sources and the different mediums and the buying habits and all of these things that constantly change and evolve in digital marketing. So that is kind of the long-winded version of what The secret to conversion is, but the the answer is really there isn't a secret to, there isn't some magic theme out there. There isn't some magic tool or trick. How we win is we're just very diligent about evolving and testing a whole bunch of stuff.
1: One thing I read in some notes about you, that you were a rodeo rider. Is that true?
0: (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but yeah, I was. I actually rode bulls in the rodeo for pretty much my entire teenage years into my early twenties. Yeah. So yeah, I've been a, i have been I was a rodeo bull rider.
1: No, and I just wonder whether there are any lessons that you took from that into this career as being a conversion fanatic. Is there kind of a stick I've seen rodeos. I've been to the Cheyenne Rodeo. It was a real experience in seeing these people who just put their lives on the line, and it's kind of a fascinating area for me. How did you take what you learned there and put it to work as a conversion fanatic?
0: I mean, it it really encompasses a lot of things. You know, there's a lot of, obviously, guts. There's a lot of adrenaline. There's a lot of preparedness that goes into being in the rodeo. You can't just, you can't be successful at it without some effort. You know, going to the gym and doing what you need to do and practicing and being, you know, it's what happens outside of the arena or in the practice Mm pen that translates, you know, and I think that translates across a lot of things. Um, sure. You know, whether it be business or sports or, you know, really any facet. And I found that it's really just that persistence of trying and being afraid to fail. So, yeah. you know, in rodeo, you're not going to ride 100% of the bulls that you get on, or you're not going to win 100% of the time. You're going to screw up. You're going to fail. And in the rodeo side, you got money on the line too. So right. you pay to enter that rodeo in hopes that you're going to win. But if you don't win, you don't get paid. So, you risk that you drive many many miles to get there, and you know you do the thing, and it's a lot of effort for a short kind of initial reward and potentially no reward at all so I think that translates over to business too is where we struggle, we hustle, we climb the ladder, we do a lot of things on the background, you know learning and perfecting our craft and you know working on your mindset and reading and adapting and doing all of these things that most people don't see you know we live in the a glorified yeah. social world and everybody's just just sees the roses and butterflies but they don't see the the stuff that went into it you know before I ever started doing conversion rate optimization I had ten years experience right. so they don't see that and I see a lot of that in the the agency world now too where everybody's like well I just sold this company on you know ten thousand sure. dollars a month in service now what do I do Um they don't get that aspect, and that's where I came from with the other way around. I didn't ever start doing it for somebody until I had already done it for myself for 10 years.
1: Back to the rodeo, which, you know, as I said, fascinates me. There's kind of an unpredictability when you get on a, you can be really prepared, right? You mm-hmm. can be in great shape, and you could have done it thousands of times, but every ride is probably a little bit different, right? Or completely different.
0: Completely different. I mean, that's the thing is you're on a living, breathing animal yeah. and they could have, we always used to joke and say, you don't want to set a trap for the bull. So you knew that this bull, almost every time you've seen him, you know, and in the rodeo world, it was a very small, we knew who the bulls were. We've seen them. Majority of the cases that the bull went out and he spun to the left, you know, 10 out of 10 times that you've seen him, he spun to the left. Well, you set a trap in hopes that he's going to go to the left because that's his kind of MO. Yeah. That's the day he goes right.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So it's that unwillingness. And I remember getting on a bull. I'd been on the same bull, I think, over two-year period, six or seven times. I just, that's how the draw kind of fell. And I'd rode him the first six times and he bucked me off the seventh. Yeah. So, you know, it could have a little bit different pattern that day. It could be the weather. It could be your mindset. It could be something is off, but it's never. And we kind of just, it's the saying that you take it jump for jump. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what you kind of got to do in business. You can't, you got to go with what you can control and that's jump for jump. So they say ride a bull, jump for jump. Don't predict where it's going to go, but just take it one step at a time, essentially is what that's saying. And again, I mean, it translates, but yeah, there are a lot of unpredictabilities and you can't, you just got to do with what you can control and then just take it one step at a time.
1: You're one of the few people who can actually say the cliche, this is not my first rodeo, and it actually means something.
0: Right. And I, I've been to thousands of them. I've been on the back of over 500 bulls. So, yeah, it's definitely not my first rodeo.
1: <laughs> so let's get back to the subject at hand here. How can marketers optimize user experience and conversion rates at the same time?
0: Well, I think they're one and the same. I think a lot of companies really get hung up on conversion rate as a hard, finite metric that they need to raise and lower. And they think that it's infinitely going to improve. And there's a law of diminishing returns. You're only going to convert so well when you're looking at conversion rate of itself. So what I like to do is really just optimize the user experience, optimize for average order value, optimize to remove friction points, optimize that visitor journey and give them the best engagement experience, You know, help the visitors find what they're looking for quicker, help them make a buying decision quicker, help them get through that checkout process quicker, that will translate into improved conversion rates. And I say that conversion rate is a relative number because you could have two companies that sell the exact same thing, but they each need different metrics that have different inputs and have different outputs. So one could get by on a 1.5% conversion rate where the other one needs a closer to a three. Yeah to make it work for them. So I say, don't focus solely on a conversion rate because I can get you a higher conversion rate, but it might make you less money. Yeah. You know, you can use gimmicks or, you know, false urgency. You can use other tricks and tactics, but that's not long-term sustainable growth. That's, I can raise your conversion rate and that's so be it. And people get so hung up on that. It's like, oh, so-and-so says I get a 3% conversion rate or, you know, what's the average conversion rate for my industry. Well, there isn't one. So I really look at it from a holistic picture of user experience, user engagement, optimizing for those other metrics, because, you know, the better you can be at optimizing, you know, your average order value and your cost per acquisition, which then that will directly translate to conversion rate. You know, we helped a company scale 300% in 12 months. Wow. Wow. I'd like to say it was all us, but it wasn't. They have fantastic product. They have, you know, fantastic internal marketing team and other resources, but their conversion rate stayed relatively the same. Even though we were seeing improvements, they were able to scale still because they were turning on more and more traffic channels and they were opening up floodgates and increasing budgets and doing all of those things. But they were doing it more effectively because we were better connecting with the audience along that journey. And the conversion rate, yeah, it might have dipped or fluctuated, but it didn't drop as dramatically as it probably could have or would have if they weren't optimizing and improving the store.
1: Because when you pour more into the funnel, often even more leaks
0: out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like for one example, we had their conversion rate up to like 3% at one point, up from about a two, and they turned on 70% more traffic in like two weeks. So they like just blew everything up and all of a sudden more and more traffic was coming on. And we're not talking about a small site either. So 70% more is a lot. Yeah. And their conversion rate only dipped to 2.1. They were freaking out. They were like, oh, our conversion rate's tanked. And it's like, well, look at the bigger picture of things. Your conversion rate would have probably been a one and a half if you would have done that without us optimizing to a three. So you were able to scale and the conversion rate still relatively averaged out above. But now you've got all these more customers coming in the door and right. these new traffic channels that scale profitably in only two weeks.
1: All right, next time, Justin is back to tell us how marketers can make things more action-oriented, how A-B testing plays into everything, and we learn about his book. Coincidentally, it's called Conversion Fanatic, and what he's hoping to help people achieve. So stay with us. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks, and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time.